Hey Trojan fans, it's time to get into the huddle with the Peristyle Podcast. The Peristyle Podcast is your weekly ticket to USC football and recruiting news. Don't forget, you can download the podcast 24-7 at our website, peristylepodcast.com. And now, here's the host of the Peristyle Podcast, uscfootball.com publisher, Ryan Abraham. Hello, Trojan fans. Welcome to the Peristyle Podcast on a Monday. Today, the podcast, we're talking with, well, we're not talking with anyone but me. It's going to be a solo podcast with your host, Ryan Abraham of uscfootball.com. Actually traveling for the 4th of July weekend, and I'm in a nice, quaint little bed and breakfast here in western Pennsylvania, visiting some family and on the way back. Uh, so I'm going to do the podcast by myself. We'll maybe get to Harvey Hyde later in the week, but if not, we'll be back with him again next Monday. So it's kind of a crazy week. I will be traveling up to uh, Portland, Oregon with Gerard Martinez. We're going to be covering the opening. Tons of USC commits and recruits and potential commits are going to be up there. So we'll be shooting video, doing a lot of stories from up there for uscfootball.com. We'll also do a recruiting podcast where you guys have sent in a lot of recruiting questions over the last week or so. So we wanted to talk to Gerard uh, about the recruiting stuff, so we'll do that on the road. I'll also try to get to Dan Weber uh, talking uh, from from remotely. So we do this podcast a little bit differently when I'm not at my little home studio. So please bear with us, but we should have a bunch of podcasts this week. Uh, again, if you have any questions for us, we always love to hear from you. Podcast at uscfootball.com is our email address, or you can leave us a voicemail at 206-888-6755, or go right to our website peristylepodcast.com is the website address. You can leave a voicemail right on the left side of the page. And actually, there's some other changes to the podcast, too. As you know, we've changed the format recently where we're doing shorter shows multiple times per week instead of one big one on Monday. Uh, we're going to continue to do that, but we're also now uh, uploading them to Audio Boom. So you might have noticed your iTunes, uh, if you download this via iTunes, uh, we changed the uh, the area where the iTunes RSS feed, where they t- basically tell you where all the episodes are, is located. So if you have a device like an iPhone or something and they downloaded a bunch of new podcasts or their older podcast episodes, that's exactly why. So we've moved these over to a different hosting site. should be a lot easier. There's going to be an app where you can kind of play things easier too. So there'll be a bunch of changes coming. Should be, you know, just as easy. You can still get them on uscfootball.com. You can still get them on peristylepodcast.com. But I used to host them and have to kind of write all the code by hand. Now Audio Boom is taking care of all that. So we're, this will be the first one we actually upload directly to Audio Boom. We've, we've migrated all the other episodes over. So if you have any questions or, or technical problems, you can email me podcast at uscfootball.com. But hopefully, you're getting the podcast okay, and it's easy for you to uh, access and all that kind of good stuff. So if it's not, just let me know. We also played with uh, editing, trying to get a little clearer sound for you on the podcast. So a bunch of changes coming, but hope you enjoy them all. And just uh, want to let you know, I uh, wanted to thank our sponsor for the Monday show, Southern California Tickets. SCTickets.com is the website, or you can go call them at 1-800-888-7287. If you need tickets for anything here in Southern California, well, I'm actually in Pennsylvania, but Southern California or across the country, uh, give them a call and they can help you out. And of course, they've been a proud sponsor of the Peristyle Podcast for many, many years. Um, so yeah, so a lot of uh, topics to get to. Like I said, we're going to be going to the opening up in, uh, it's actually in Beaverton, Oregon, on the Nike campus. So Gerard and I will be up there covering all these USC recruits. We'll get you a bunch of video. 
uh, tons of information from all these guys and a couple of kids that could actually commit. So some fun recruiting stuff. On the team side, uh, they had a series of player only, you know, player run practices throughout the month of June. They took the last, I don't know, five, six days off, uh, the 4th of July holiday. They're going to kick back off again this week. Uh, the first week of those workouts, I will not be around because I will be up in Oregon covering all the recruiting stuff. So we'll have Shotgun Spratling and Dan Weber and Keely Yor, um, all down there getting you photos and video and all the latest news. And we can actually talk to the players now. So we weren't allowed to interview players in June. We are allowed to interview them in the month of July. So there should be a lot more news and stuff coming. So make sure you check out uh, uscfootball.com for that. So lots of exciting stuff going on uh, here, you know, getting a lot of the previews. Um, also, if you if you haven't checked it out yet, you can go to pac12podcast.com. So I run the Podcast of Champions along with David Woods from the uh, Bruin site for, for scout.com, Bruin Report Online. So we've kind of teamed up over the past, I guess, couple of months now, and we've been previewing all the different teams. So a lot of great feedback from it. You even have a USC guy and a UCLA guy kind of uh, sharing the spotlight there, but it's been fun. And we cover, you know, the Pac-12 and trying to talk to all the different publishers for Scout on the Pac-12 too to, to get more information on individual teams. So a lot of teams, the last one we put up was a Washington preview. USC plays Washington this year. So if you want to kind of get a feel for what Chris Peterson's team might be like, uh, it's a great opportunity to do that. So Pac-12podcast.com. Hope you guys enjoy that. You can get that on iTunes as well uh, if you, you, know, if you if that's how you download your podcast. All right. Like I said, there's going to be a solo podcast for me today. We did have a question for a voicemail question for Coach Harvey Hyde, but I'll take this one solo. Let me play it for you and then I'll, I'll give you the answer. Here you go. Hey, Ryan. This is Al from Fresno. I wanted to ask the question, Coach a question. Um, I just like to say that I wish depth was no longer a term that we use because it's kind of played out. Uh, under Coach O, he played the same 12 players the whole game and never cried about depth. You know, you, you can only put 11 guys on the field at a time. Uh, and if they're healthy, uh, I don't understand this problem with depth. Um, you know, with all the talent that we have, um, I feel that, you know, if all the players don't get an adequate amount of time on the field, uh, what's the probability of players leaving the team to go to play elsewhere? Um, we have a lot of four and five star players, but all those guys come with the with the hopes of wanting to play and, and show their talent. Um, uh, it seems that we have a USC um, caliber football team as far as talent, but it seems like it's being coached like it's a Washington team. How does um, Steve Sarkeesian change his, his style of coaching and bring this team up to speed? Uh, thank you. Fight on. All right. Thanks, Al, for that question. Um, yeah, as I said, coach isn't here, but I'll do my best to answer it for you. Depth is big. It's a big topic of conversation. And just seeing these players uh, through the summer workouts over the last few weeks, you're getting to see this number one recruiting class come in. And it's not about how many stars a guy has. It's about here's a guy. He's walking on the field. He's mingling and going through drills and participating in seven on seven and 11 on 11 and one on ones with guys that are currently on the USC football team. How do they stack up? And so far, just, just watching these guys, they stack, stack up extremely well. I mean, this is a, this is the number one ranked recruiting class for a reason. It's a big recruiting class. It's exactly what USC needed to come in and add more depth 
And you're seeing that, uh, you know, we're seeing that now. We've seen it over the past four weeks. We'll see it again. And of course, when, when fall camp starts, we'll see that and continue to see that. So these are all talented guys. Um, we're, we're not, they're not even all there yet, but the overall feel for this team, watching summer the last couple of years and watching this year, it's a deeper squad. I don't think depth is going to be the same kind of issue that it has been over the last couple of years. And even last year, uh, I think, you know, the, the coaching staff is the first time going through coaching a full team that had, you know, was under sanctions. It didn't have as many bodies and did have a few holes. And it, you know, it, it was harder to, to manage, I think, just because it's your first time through. So I don't think it's going to be an issue. One, it's one year of experience that, that Steve Sarkeesian and his staff have coaching, uh, a team that, that wasn't all that deep. And two, it's going to be a lot deeper this year. I mean, the guys that are coming in, they can play. And I mean, there's guys that are going to push to start, even in positions you don't really need. So they're adding depth. You added three 300 pounders on the defensive line. So I do think that, you know, when you're, you're talking about Ed Orgeron and he played 12 guys on defense against Stanford. Yeah, that was a courageous. Um, but you don't really want to do that all the time. And I think some of it was, it wasn't just depth, but it was confidence in these guys. So the coaching staff knows these players better. Uh, they really like, you know, usually coaches like the guys that they recruited. They know them better than guys you inherit. So there's going to be an affinity for these guys, new guys coming in. There's a lot more bodies they can plug in. So I don't see depth as being that big of an issue. Probably 78 or so guys will be on scholarship going into the season. You know, a bunch of them redshirt guys will get hurt. They're not all going to be available again, but it's closer, much closer to that 85 limit especially bringing in the number of blue shirts that they're doing. And, uh, you know, seeing a guy like Tyler Petit, if you watch the video on uscfootball.com, first look of him from the last uh, throwing session and, you know, six five six six. I mean, big, big body. Looks like he can play. We posted that video on uscfootball.com, and a lot of guys are like, I was really worried about tight end, but now I'm not anymore. Um, so I, I think you can plug in a lot of these freshmen, fill some holes. Doesn't mean they have to start, but they're on the two deep. If someone gets hurt, you're not worried about someone getting hurt because there's a guy behind them that can play as well. So I don't think depth is going to be that big of an issue. You talk about the coaching style. I think the coaching style will change a little bit. I think there's going to be significant changes going forward, uh, and there has to be. I think you have to be more aggressive on defense, more consistent on offense as far as the pace of play and how you're going to go about things. And, you know, Cody Kessler, it'll be his first year really with a consistent kind of offensive philosophy from one year to the next. His first year starting, of course, you know, three different head coaches and all that. And then last year was first year with Sark, even though, you know, Clay Helton was still there. But it'll be a second year of continuity between Steve Sarkeesian, Clay Helton, and I think the offensive line is going to be better. So I just think a lot of things are lining up. Very talented team. Uh, it's going to be a lot about the coaches and how they coach these guys up. But I, I just think to go from year one to year two, you can expect – uh, the coaches to perform better too, not just the players. And as far as players leaving, I think that's a, I mean, I don't think you can be concerned about that. You're bringing it to try to get back over up to the 85 number. There's a lot of hurdles you have to go over. Losing players to the draft is one, but also players transferring out. We've seen some of those happen. When you bring in this number one class and you're bringing in these freshmen that look amazing, there's a redshirt junior somewhere that's probably not going to get on the field and does he want to play does he have he has two years left he might want to transfer out so I think that's something that you can't avoid um, and it's part of the I don't want to say weeding out process but it happens when you have a coaching staff change there's a you know that redshirt junior guy was not recruited by Steve Sarkeesian maybe he's great maybe he's pretty good 
He could be pretty good under the old staff. They recruited him. They like him. If you're pretty good under the new staff, you know, maybe you don't get as much attention as some of the other guys. I think it's just natural that some of that stuff is going to happen. So I wouldn't worry specifically about players leaving. I think that's just a, a product of you're bringing in top recruiting classes. You're bringing in a lot of young talent. And, you know, it's natural. It, you know, it's not – you look at individual players and not a four-star guy, a three-star guy. These are individual personalities, and everyone's different. I mean, people talk about – Max Brown and was, would he leave and stuff like that? And he's actually in a great spot. I mean, I think he's a smart kid, good head on his shoulders. You know, uh, Cody Kessler leaves. He's got two years to play and come in and start and can make a big name for himself. And, you know, he's going to be graduated already and he's got a lot of options. If something happens and a true freshman comes in and, and beats him out. Yeah. I don't think he's going to stick around at that point, but he'll be in a good spot because he's already got his degree. And so. I think everyone's different, you know, and, and some guys are freshmen. They come in and they won't, they don't want to see the vision of I'm going to start in two years or three years. Max Brown saw that vision and that could come true in 2016. He could get a start against Alabama, you know, I mean, so he waited his time, but not every player wants to do that. And some guys might leave and they would have had great opportunities. We've seen countless, you know, with, with all the running backs, you know, guys transferring out. There's a lot of opportunities for guys that. They, they've left and if they stuck around it would have worked out pretty well especially during the sanction years but it's not for everyone so I don't think that's something Al you can really worry about but thanks for sending in that question all right let's go to the next question this one's going to be from uh, Martin in Ontario he says after watching the offense from last year going into Sark's second season do you think Sark will have more offensive formations I understand all teams have the same basic formations but Sark ran a lot of plays they're similar to what Kiffin ran, other than starting the quarterback from the shotgun position. Uh, love the podcast, Martin Ontario, uh, fight on. Um, that's an interesting question. I'm not sure about, uh, different formations. I don't see a major change coming to the playbook. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm sure they're going to install some new wrinkles and things like that, but I don't see a, an overall philosophy change as far as we're going to you know, scrap these formations and use these ones, things like that. I do think, uh, on the play calling side, there's going to be more, um, I think it's just be a little bit more aggressive. I think, uh, I, I think there was, I'm not going to say that they were kind of calling games to, you know, cause they're scared or whatever, but it was depth. Like we talked about in the last question was a real issue. It was a real concern. And I think sometimes they slowed games down something that Lane Kiffin did quite a bit. Um, and that, you know, rubs the fans the wrong way sometimes. And in the media too, we're watching it and it's like, I just think that, you have better players. You want to get as many plays in as possible. So I, for me, Martin, the big change is going to be when you saw them run 104 plays or whatever it was against Fresno State and then come back and run in the 50s against Stanford. That's what I don't want to see. I don't want to see a discrepancy from week to week of we're going to slow it down this week. We're going to you know go at a fast pace. I'd like to see that consistent. We're going to run fast. That's your philosophy. That's what you do all year. You run fast. Or if you're going to try to run 85 plays a year, you keep that consistency going and not change things up uh, based on your opponent. They should be the most talented team on the field every week uh, of the year this year. Every time they go on the field, the USC team should be more talented than whoever they're playing, uh, including Oregon. Oregon, you, you argue, is a better team for sure uh, just because of the success they've had right lately. But if you want to line up player for player, they have the talent to compete with everyone, in my opinion. So you want to be able to control the, you know, the pace of play the way you want it to go and use your better talent to be able to do that. So, uh, we use the poker analogy all the time that if you, if you're a better poker player, 
You want to play more hands of poker against your opponent, not less. Uh, you don't want luck to be as big of a factor. The more hands you play, the more your advantage uh, will can take over. So you got better players. In my opinion, you don't want to slow the game down. You want to speed it up. You want to get more plays in. Every time you run a play, if you have an athletic advantage, that's a slight advantage to you. It doesn't mean you're going to win every play, but your your percentages are in your in your favor. So you run more plays, uh, the, the odds go up that you're going to have more success. So that's just kind of my opinion on things. I don't think you're going to see a lot of different formations, but I do think, and you might see some, but I do think you'll see a more consistent pace if they want to run a lot more plays go out there and do it. I think they'll feel more confident in the offensive line. You had three true freshmen starting last year. Of course, there's a lot of confidence in Cody Kessler. Going to be a lot of the Heisman watch list, 39 touchdowns, five picks. And, you know, even losing, you know, some of the receivers they lost and Nelson Aguilar certainly being a big one. I think they have a lot of confidence in Juju Smith. I think uh, Stephen Mitchell, there's a lot of confidence there. You're going to see the JC guys come in, uh, Isaac Whitney and Daquan Hampton. Uh, There's a lot of talent uh, outside on this team. And, you know, we'll see with Justin Davis and who's kind of behind them with Trey Madden. And, uh, but they got two senior fullbacks that you can rely on. Uh, you know, all those freshman running backs come in. So I think on offense, there's a lot of uh, play there. Uh, I know tight ends kind of a weird spot, but I think they'll, they'll, they'll find some, some ways to make it work. You don't always have tight ends in, in there anyway. Uh, but I do think it's going to be a little bit faster pace, a little bit more consistent from week to week. And I think you'll see a lot of success from that. So uh, that's just my opinion on things, Martin. Hopefully that makes sense to you. All right, next question. David in Agora Hills. Uh, he says fight on as well. But he says, do you see Cyrus Hobby returning from the retired list to become a blocking tight end? Uh, thank you from David. Um, yeah, David, we've seen that. And it's it's interesting. We've talked to Dan Weber about this. The first, very first summer workout uh, in early June there were no tight ends out there, none, zero. Um, so that was a concern. You know, they had, uh, it's just not having any tight ends. They, there was limited stuff they could do. Cody Kessler and seven on seven and all that kind of stuff. Then they started to come out. So we saw Caleb Wilson, who's a walk on from Sarah. Um, that's, you know, probably a little thin right now for tight end, but man, super athletic, great hands, doing really well. Uh, his dad, Chris Wilson's the defensive line coach on the team. Um, so he'll be kind of fun to watch. Maybe he's going to redshirt just because he's not that big. It just depends on what they want to do. Um, Jalen Cope Fitzpatrick wasn't around, of course. He kind of came back later in the mix, and we saw him the last couple of practices. So obviously that would be a big spot, someone with experience returning at the tight end spot. Um, we saw Tyler Petit, the true freshman, come in, um, NorCal guy, and big, looks strong, looks older than he is, doesn't look like a freshman. Um, he's athletic as well. And, you know, he's, I think he's going to be fun to watch. Uh, you know, we, we, there's no Bryce Dixon. We haven't seen him around. There's you know, obviously a possibility. Maybe he comes back at some point. You can read Dan Weber stuff in the war room on, on all that. Um, but you know, don't, not really expecting him, uh, to be around. And then Taylor McNamara, we haven't seen him yet. He's transferring in from Oregon. I'm from Oregon, from Oklahoma. Uh, that's a possibility. And then Daniel, Immorto Bebe, uh, who's going to transfer in from Florida. We haven't seen him out at the workouts. He came out for the Rising Stars camp to watch his brother, uh, Josh play. We just put up a bunch of highlights on him on uscfootball.com. So he's not going to be able to play unless he gets a hardship waiver. Daniel won't be able to play, uh, until 2016, but another body on the, the team that can go through and play on the scout team and things like that. Big looking, you know, big kid. 
Uh, didn't get an offer from USC out of high school, but uh, apparently the coaching staff liked what they saw. They wanted to bring him out here. His family's going to move back to California. They're originally from Orange County. So that's another guy coming in. And then, of course, the question that you had, Cyrus Hobby, who was uh, an offensive lineman, was playing center, had some health issues. Uh, there was you know, some concerns there. Ended up retiring. Lost 50 pounds, it looks like. And if you see the videos and uh, photos we've been putting up on uscfootball.com over the last couple of weeks, you can see really what he looks like. And he's come out there and uh, has looked good. I mean, he's going to be a blocking tight end, uh, but he's, we've seen him catch passes and stuff. He's, he seems athletic, uh, you know, another body that they can use. So it was seriously, uh, you know, it would have been a serious concern before what this team was looking like at the tight end spot when they had no one coming out the first summer. But by the end, I think you're going to see a lot more people out there. Cyrus Hobby is, uh, is one of them. And we haven't got an official word yet on if he's joining, you know, if he's on the team again, how that works. Uh, but he's, because he's out there with the summer workouts and he's, he's working out with the team. Uh, it's our assumption that he's going to be back. They're going to let him back in because he was already an initial, he was already a scholarship player. That initial grant isn't going to, uh, they don't, it's not going to count again. You can't count twice as an initial counter. So he's kind of like a quote unquote free scholarship guy. Um, they're not, it doesn't, it's not going to count towards that 25 limit you have every year. And then, like I said, they have like 78, 79 guys on scholarship. So he's got plenty of room. If anything, he would take a spot from a walk-on that they might give a scholarship to. But I don't see this team even giving enough scholarships to walk-ons to get back up to the 85 limit. Um, I think they'll probably be, you know, with the walk-ons they add, maybe there'll be some player place in the low 80 range. But it looks like, to me, Cyrus Hobby will be one of them. And there's actually some controversy on the message boards of people talking about if Cyrus Hobby, uh, you know, should he be taking that spot and all that stuff. But he really looks like someone that could come in and contribute. And like I said, it's a free scholarship. There's no reason to, uh, to not, you know, to deny him that. I, I'm not sure why. There was really some people that were arguing against giving him, uh, that ride. But I don't think it's taking away reps from any of the freshmen or it's going to hurt recruiting or anything like that. Really someone, if he can just come in and play scout team, tight end and 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 be a big blocking guy it'll help because you don't know who's going to get injured things like that it just adds a little bit more depth I, I think it's great for for him who's someone that thought he wasn't going to play football again and just retired to be able to come back and come in and contribute and who knows I mean you might see him play a lot I mean, we saw Chris Wilson come in he, he was a walk-on quarterback who was a pitcher at Wake Forest Switches from quarterback, they make him a tight end, ends up starting a game and contributing. Uh, they needed him, you know, and the word, that came out of nowhere. So you just don't know. I think they'll actually be in a better spot this year uh, than they were last year when you had a couple of proven guys or last couple of years. It's just you just don't know what's going to happen. So having someone like that that you, you know, has game experience already, not a tight end, of course, on the offensive line. Uh, but just c- c- another body that you can use. It's, it's not just about the games. It's about practice as well. And fall camp is long. And can you run full, you know, first team versus full second team or, or third team and have a scout team out there? USC has not been able to do that. Other teams can. And so it limits sometimes what you can do in practice. So if anything, it's another body you could run dur- during practice. And who knows? I mean, they might need to, 
use them in games and, and stuff as well. So I think there's a lot of good things that can come out of that, David. And like I said, no official word yet on Cyrus Hobby, but I fully expect him to, to be out there, be on the team again, and now be listed as a tight end as opposed to an offensive lineman. All right, that's going to about do it for our Monday Trojan podcast. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Again, sorry we didn't have Coach Harvey Hyde on today. We'll try to get him on later in the week. Again, I'll be doing these all remotely, so I'll, I'll do my best to be able to bring some guests on. And we'll certainly talk with Gerard Martinez while we're there uh, in, in Oregon talking about recruiting. So we'll have a big recruiting podcast this week. We'll try to get Dan Weber on because I want to get another update on uh, USC's latest throwing session. So they're going to do that. They'll start those again this week. So hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll try to get to Harvey Hyde again. Like I said, we'll do more of these podcasts. And send me any feedback you have on Audio Boom, our new podcast hosting center. If you have any problems, email me podcast at uscfootball.com. You've been listening to the Peristyle Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you again next time. And here's a quick message from our sponsor. Tickets, tickets, tickets. SC Tickets is your concert, sports, and theater ticket source. We have the tickets you need to any event worldwide. Football tickets are now available. Call SC Tickets now at 1-800-888-7287. 1-800-888-7287. That's 1-800-888-7287. Or visit us on the web at sctickets.com. SC Tickets, concert, sports, and theater. You've been listening to the Peristyle Podcast, presented by uscfootball.com. Be sure to tune in next week for the latest news on Trojan football and recruiting. Don't forget, you can automatically download the podcast directly to your smartphone or tablet for free. Just click the iTunes link on peristylepodcast.com or search for Peristyle Podcast at the iTunes Music Store.